right, yeah, run, running a wee bit late. Um, My fault. A whole one minute late. I mean, it's... Gosh. We're just never Late is time. late, Zach. Yeah. We're just never on time, are we? I am. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We are in your sex cave, so... <laughs> you can't yeah. see it. Just had a frame. There's <laughs> chains and ball gags lining the walls. Well, and, half the fan... Uh, half the fan. Half, half the, the f- room is, is fans, <laughs> and half, half the, the room fans. is Twitch. <laughs> you gotta keep it TOS on this side. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we gotta make sure that we don't get banned. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't... It's just this corner... Oh shit! You can see all the angles over here. Oh. The part you can't see. Yeah, there's a there's a, a swing right mounted <laughs> right up here. Move something here. Go ahead. <laughs> like, um, oh crap! You can see it. <laughs> now we've made himself conscious about the room. Um, Why do you think there's blackout curtains? No, the neighbors seeing the activities. Mm. There are no windows out there. It's just a wall. <laughs> okay, cool. I've got a window that I can sometimes see the sun. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's just Washington, man. Sun's for not nerds. <laughs> I love the sun. I'm just gonna go on record to say I love the sun. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Summer's best time. I mean, your shirt. You've just got a bunch of sun flowers. No, that they're just daisies, means. But yes, I've done acid. <laughs> That's what his shirt says. Yeah. <laughs> I call this the optimism shirt. I wear it when it's gray out. Nice. <laughs> Gotta counterbalance it. You know. Please, please, sun, come, come out. Didn't work today. <laughs> Instead, we got hail. Yeah, no. so. multiple hail and like downpour. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Washington weather, y'all. It's the worst. Yep. Welcome, welcome to episode 60, 60. Oh, not six, the letter D? Nope. Six D batteries is what it takes <laughs> to run the Co-Hops podcast. If only, man. <laughs> oh. uh, it's a little more than that. No. It's seven. Yeah. Uh, no, episode 60, we've made it into the 60s. We have. I don't know if that's an accomplishment. We can retire. It, fe- it feels like a lot. Yeah. Eventually. Five more episodes, we can get a pension. Yep. Yeah, we're already we're already eating off the back of the Denny's menu. <laughs> so I was always eating off the back of the Denny's menu. My makeup game is strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's secretly seventy years old. <laughs> well, this week we've got an interesting hazy that Nick picked out for us. We've also got um, uh, sort of a sad news topic, and yeah. we'll each get into what we've been playing. Indeed. But before we do, Garrett, hmm. how have you been? Excellent. Good. How about how about yourself? You played a lot of games lately. I did. It's abnormal. Yeah, I did. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Is there somebody like holding you hostage in here, saying stream games or or I will no. shoot you? Yeah, I mean usually it's the opposite. <laughs> usually it's like where the fuck are you? <laughs> Why aren't you here? And I'm like ah, but no. I I had some time. This I had more time to play games this weekend than when I took um, three days off of work. Wow, <laughs> which happens, you know. And I and I kind of got carried away with one game that I'll talk about uh, in a little bit here, but. Um, yeah, uh, uh, finished one game, started another one. I'm I'm working on that backlog. Yeah, and for those who aren't aware, we stream. Uh, if if you're just listening and not watching, we do stream live on Twitch at Co-op's Podcast on Tuesdays uh, when we are playing games 
every other week it's at 6.30 when we're, or excuse me, when we're recording it's at 6.30 we're playing games, it's typically at 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Garrett will get on there randomly and stream yeah. when, he, when he's got time, so and, check that out and give us a follow. And I've been meaning to do the same thing. I've been, um, there's some stuff like I'm sure I could stream some Dead by Daylight and people might be into that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I just need to like get off my ass and figure out OBS. Yeah, just make sure that uh, if you want to follow our schedule, um, that you just randomly write it down or uh, look for the uh, the notifications. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it might might be helpful if we sync these times up, but that's too much work. Yeah. I mean, it's starting at one time or another, but I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I love you both. Um, We're not going until 10 p.m. recording at my house on a Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, I I meant start times. Start times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Start at at 630 on the off weeks. On the stream weeks. I don't know. I kind of like the late night. Do you think we can do it? Vibe. Yeah, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it matters. Nick likes co-ops after dark. Indeed. <laughs> yes, that's what we should call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you go to zachisoldandfeeble.com. That actually exists. It does exist, and, and you chose the worst possible photos. Those are the photos of you on Facebook. They're the only possible. The photos. only two photos. Yeah. Well, I went the from most- the 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 list, and then uh, it was just like most recent. Uh, in the photos of you, because uh, I don't the, use Facebook. Yeah, those so are the I, ones that people tag me in or something like that. Well, it was like on know. your profile, photos of you, and then I got one, and I had another one, and I said, Tally, which one? And she goes, you can't use that one. You got to use this other one because it looks dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's, it's better with the bad photos. It, uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of you're, the barbecue photos. My, oh, <laughs> my it's so absolute good. favorite. It's so good. <laughs> and, and like the apron that's very clearly just been taken out of the package, so it still has the creases in yeah. it. It's oh, so, yeah. It's totally, I, that, was, uh, that photo was taken, like, I got that probably 10 minutes before for uh, for my birthday so <laughs> nice. it really was just taking that i yeah. actually you know you have some good friends out there because there are a couple of people that texted me and then went is zach really okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like if zach was actually hurt i don't think i would make this no but that would be funnier if, it, if, if i was actually hurt <laughs> just, just to some <laughs> senses of humor <laughs> yeah i mean i would make sure you're okay first <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no, Zach, as you can see, he uh, ran up my stairs and made it here. Sprinted. And then your, your dog almost took me out. Yeah. yeah. You can't move quick around her. <laughs> no. She's going to take your legs out. She she sprinted down the stairs as I was coming up and almost just rolled into me. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, Nick, yes. you had the pleasure of, uh, we rescheduled your, your pick last time because we got some fun ones from Chip. So Indeed. you picked a, for us this week. What are we drinking? Yeah. So uh, speaking of old people. Um, Chip? What? <laughs> no, not <laughs> Chip. Sorry, sorry Chip. Um, no, uh, old, old people like grapefruit, right? Like they and, and people doing weird crash diets. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Well, I also like grapefruit. So I chose uh, the uh, Parsec Grapefruit Hazy IPA from Ecliptic Brewing. It's a seasonal brew um, brewed with actual grapefruit. Um, none, of the, none of this fake grapefruit. <laughs> yep. As well manufactured as manufactured uh, grapefruit. Uh, cashmere and citra hops. Um, this hazy shines with astronomical amounts of stone fruit and citrus flavors. I mean, it literally has citrus in it, so I would be mm-hmm. upset if it didn't. Um, IBU... <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> so many strawberries. Yeah. Uh, IBU of 40, ABV of 6.5, and I have never seen gravity described for a beer before, but I, I did some minor research, and it has something to do with, like, the um like how um 
how much the sugar is dissolved into it. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I know the term. I don't know. Like, I've heard, let me phrase it. I don't know the term. I've heard of the term, but I don't really know anything about it. I think it's a, a little bit inside baseball from what I have been um, uh, reading about it, that it's more so something that uh, brewers use uh, and like measure internally to check the consistency and yield of mm. their of their beers. But Makes anyway, sense. for whatever it's worth, uh, it is 14.6 degrees P. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, my, my favorite degree of P is 14.6%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who I expect a, after every time we are on here and we're like, well, yeah, I don't, don't know what this is, we always get a message from Chip. And he's always like, you idiots, this is what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I'm waiting for that. Uh, oh, please, please send it. And and I told him, I said, on purpose. On purpose, I don't do more research just to make him angry. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, for those, if, if you're new to this show and you're like, what are these idiots talking about? We're not good at reviewing beers. We just like drinking beers. Yeah, I, I feel like we've gotten better. Like, we've, we've gained some amount of expertise uh, through sheer brute force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As being a brute force, Garrett's having a hard time with his uh, his Garrett, pop Garrett's, screen. Garrett's mad about this pop filter right here. I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> I hate them socks. with a fiery passion. <laughs> we need to get the little windsock to, to uh, put on it. Well, uh, this is interesting. I I'm not the biggest fan of grapefruit itself, but I don't mm-hmm. mind grapefruit flavoring in some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. in certain things I really don't like it. In some things I do, and it's I. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason to it, but mm-hmm. this is good. I like this. I like it too. I, I don't like it as much as I expected to, uh, which is funny enough. I think <clears throat> like I've, I've come to recognize that what one of the things that I like in a beer is a sort of balance of flavors. And this is very sour. Um, and I like sour things, but it's almost too sour and just like masking some of the more interesting, like bitter hop mm-hmm. flavors. Yeah, it's like if you squirted a grapefruit on your tongue and then um, ate a slice of like tangerine almost at the end, mm-hmm. you know, it's, or, it's just over. It's overwhelmingly grapefruit, which I think makes it a little bit unique. It's it, it's it's definitely would you say different. It's astronomically grapefruit. Shut to sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's ecliptic. So they they put little space puns in all their beer descriptions. Have we had anything on the show yet that has cashmere hops? I don't, I don't. I don't recall that one. Probably have. Uh, that one's um, new to me. At, at me. It, yeah. I'll take a stand. No, we've never done it before ever. I it, don't think we have. If so. we have, it wasn't like listed. Mm-hmm. It, it might be one of those things where like we use a, just a bunch of fucking hops. And yeah. He, one of them is cashmere. <laughs> That's a beer. Bunch of fucking hops. Bunch of fucking hops. Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. we go. I want. The, I want the, the hot dog hops where it's just they scrape all the leftovers off the floor into <laughs> yeah. a bucket and they just like grab it out and like this is this is a bunch of fucking oh, hops. It'd be like buff. <laughs> bunch of fucking hops <laughs> oh man i think i've mentioned this before but one of my favorite comedians jamie loftus uh recently wrote a book about hot dogs mm. what i love hot i've dogs. never heard i've never heard you say that before. is that controversial to say that i love hot dogs i don't think so why would it be controversial some people really hate hot dogs but, then, but i mean like that's like i don't like pickles and a lot of people like pickles so why no, but a lot of people don't like hot dogs in the way they're made like, yeah oh sure the the whole lips and assholes yeah because it's that's fine pieces i yeah. mean that that's fine <laughs> as we discussed last last episode you can have your opinion be fine mm-hmm. you can have your hot dogs and eat them too yeah you can have well, your hot dogs and choose not to eat them too you indeed. can 
You can throw your hot dogs out the window. Yeah, you could buy your ballpark franks and throw them out the window <laughs> if Ooh. you choose. Uh, I'm I'm just full of tangents today. Speaking of buying ballpark franks and throwing them out the window, have you seen the raccoon guy on YouTube? No. What? I've never even heard of the raccoon guy. It's a guy in like northern Canada who has um, uh, he just has cultivated a gathering of raccoons on his back porch oh i have heard of this guy and so he'll just like post videos of his porch cam of him going out there with like like fridge uh fridge drawers full of just hot dogs and just tossing them out to i didn't realize he had a youtube channel i've seen this on reddit but i didn't didn't realize that it was like a whole thing yeah he has a youtube channel it's really fun because it's it's just like feeding frenzy for for raccoons uh, yeah, and there's probably more and more and more. And he's like, well, I just keep giving them hot dogs. They <laughs> yeah. just keep showing up. I uh-huh. don't know what's happening. Because <laughs> no, you're fucking feeding them hot dogs. That's why they're around. They're scavengers uh-huh. and you're giving them food. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And every once in a while, he'll have a more intimate night where it's just like five of them. I uh, don't need to know about more. raccoon. <laughs> I don't need to know about raccoon only fans. Oh no! <laughs> Sounds like one of those three dollar Steam games that I see all the time. An intimate night with five raccoons. <laughs> uh, if that was a, if that was a game, Zach would buy it for everyone on his friends list. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I'm surprised that you haven't bought Kobold Care for anyone yet. Ooh, I thought I almost bought it for Daniel. Wait, it was. Wait, it, it was. What is Kobold Care? It's that's I can't. You can't look describe it, up it after. I can't describe. It. Uh, it's I, it's. Uh, I would not be surprised if you're not allowed to stream it on Twitch. You no, there's no way you are. Yeah, no, not even a little. Yeah, it's like, I. Mm. So the the description is great because it's it's about kobolds, so like little dragon people, right? Um, and it describes all the things you can do with them, like uh, feed them, train them, pet them, hold hands with them, fuck them, all the stuff. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll read you the description, Gary. Because oh, it's I don't. No, nope. Nick's description. <laughs> I'm gonna need another beer. Oh no! Yeah. Cobalt Care is a multiplayer farming simulator, but mm. instead of making produce, you're making naked cobalts. It's an <laughs> FPS where there is bee hopping, surfing, trimping, and also sex. What? I don't okay. know what trimping is. I don't either. But wait, I'm sorry. It's a first-person no. shooter. What are you shooting? I don't don't want to know what you're shooting. It's what it says. Moving right along, uh, we did play some actual (laughs) video games that aren't horrible. Garrett's got the thousand yards there. He's like, that's information I never needed. Yeah. (laughs) But I I asked. I'm a a fucking idiot. Garrett looks like he's having nom flashbacks. (laughs) I didn't need to know that to live. No, curse knowledge can't. I didn't need to to know that. <laughs> You're gonna need to come back to me. Let's let's no. Let's go right no. to you, Gary. No, come back. Okay, come back. okay, great. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk about stuff because it's also like weeb stuff. It uh, was '86. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, really late for Nam. Yeah, I still wasn't born during either era, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Well, speaking of war. Um, I played a game about war, wargasm, and about teenagers fighting in wars. Um, uh, I played Fire Emblem Engage, which I talked about a little bit last week, last show, and uh, have now finished. And boy, is that an amazing video game! Yeah, your your <clears throat> thoughts persisted 
um, cause you had mentioned you, you were really enjoying it and that it was surprising you at how much you were enjoying it. Yeah. And it just kept going and it actually kept surprising me. Um, like the story was kind of whatever. And I was like this, the mechanics are great. I love the mechanics and the characters are really interesting. Um, I feel like the characters are much more fleshed out than they ever have been in a Fire Emblem game before. Like Fire Emblem has a reputation for pretty one dimensional characters that have like a singular trait about them. Like um, I'm the sword guy. I am the bow girl. <laughs> or I have a book. <clears throat> I have heal people. Or, or more than that, it's no, like yeah. I'm clumsy or uh, I uh, like people don't notice when I'm around mm-hmm. um, or or whatever. Um and so the characters are a lot more fleshed out in this one where they have multiple traits about them and they have like personalities that go through dynamic changes as they have conversation, um, like support conversations, which is how relationship building works in Fire Emblem. Um, uh, characters as they stand next to each other while they do things in battle if mm-hmm. uh they each character has compatibility with some other characters so they can get closer and be friends um and they will reach certain thresholds of um of familiarity and then they have little conversations and then after that uh they get some stat buffs mm. uh, while they're standing next to each other that the way you said that made it sounded like it came right out of an old <clears throat> nes manual each character has compatibility so they can get closer and be friends. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> makes sense. I would be really curious to see what like the translated uh Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and oh, the Blade yeah. of Light um, uh manual said because I I wonder if it would be phrased just like that. But but yeah, um yeah, and so these characters are actually really interesting and the the relationships they have with each other are interesting and uh three dimensional and um because it's all like it's like a new cast of characters and then you link to the old cast of characters through like the rings like you were talking about last time, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, the um as a as a recap from last time, you have these rings, these emblem rings that have ghosts of uh of old fire emblem protagonists in them. <clears throat> and uh and so you um you have a uh, a ring equipped to a character, and that character will develop bond with the um, the spirit in the ring, um, and gain um, passive powers from them, uh, as well as uh, making their engage form stronger. Um, you can uh, have a unit engage their bond and get dramatically more powerful basically doing a a fusion dance or a magical girl transformation with the um uh the emblem in the ring uh and and get like a a souped up version based on the mechanics of the the game that the character's from which is really neat nice Um, that's pretty cool it, it seems like it adds a level of can, so can you can put a ring on anyone right yes you so, can you well can if you put, like it then you should have put a ring on it yeah and and so one of one of the impressive things uh is that every character has um so as you develop your bond with the emblem in the ring uh you have conversations just like with other characters through the support thing um they have uh, support conversations for every ring for every character. Wow. Um, and it's all voiced, right? It's all voiced. That's a lot of dialogue. It That's really is. So it seems like it, that would afford you a fair level of customization. 
Yes, and there are there are some that naturally go well together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, trying to trying to think for example, um, uh, so one one of them like Ike from um, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. He he is a bruiser, just like in Smash Brothers. He's big and heavy, um, and hits hard, but. Uh, but doesn't. Um, but is still a skinny anime boy, it, it, right? Yeah, comparatively, he's like <laughs> he's the width of his sword. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is what jocks are in anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he um, his like engage form is very powerful and um, and hits really hard and doesn't take a lot of damage. But uh, part of that is because it has this trait where you take half as much damage, but you have no chance to avoid attacks. Hmm. Um, and so, berserk got it yeah uh and and so one of the it one of the characters is um a uh, a lord who uh who has a uh, every every character has a unique trait that's based on their personality in some way and this lord is from a uh, a warlike like battle hardened uh nation he's the prince of that nation and uh he uh, believes in a fair fight and so his trait fair fight increases the hit rate for both himself and the opponent in any combat okay and so uh you put ike on this guy mm-hmm. uh and uh then like it doesn't matter that you are raising the opponent's hit rate because they're gonna hit you anyway right right <clears throat> okay and you, and you just take less damage so there's stuff like that but there's there's really no wrong way to go about it they're all powerful just some are more synergistic than others now because it's rings yep. can you have multiple equipped like can you just be like gauntleting it up <laughs> with rings like <clears throat> yeah can you be yeah can you have 10 rings uh unfortunately no that i i think you would be like overloaded with the power because uh, even even when that's you, what i want to be <laughs> even when you're not engaged uh-huh. which also engagement rings right is very good <laughs> yeah um, i was like oh, oh so you are actually so this is a monogamous uh, uh-huh. relationship well, that they have with these uh, can, combat ghosts you can swap around you can have a, a key yeah but you party have to be rings. engaged you have to be committed <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. one at a time yeah yeah okay but, but even even when you're not engaged as long as you have a ring equipped when mm-hmm. like in your battle animations they'll like pop up next to you and they won't be do they do they just like there's force ghosts they're, they're just yeah kind of oh okay kind of actually um, they have that same blue tint, but anyway, um, yeah, like the mechanics are still great and that continues to be great. And as you have access to more rings, you can have more intricate, um, lineups and, mm-hmm. uh, and you get more, more access to, uh, getting the optimal build that you want for every character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also really surprised that the story itself like did some really interesting things by the end of it. I there's there's some stuff that is very very easy to guess, um, and mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well this is gonna be the thing, the twist, uh, and then there were like three more after that. Um, nice. And it didn't M Night Shyamalan you <laughs> with one twist that was you could see it coming from a mile away. <laughs> no, it like it it had that, and and then they were. Like, all right, the characters have to deal with this, but also there's still stuff going on and you still got to do other things. Mm. Um, and it did some really interesting things by the end that have some interesting mechanical implications that yeah. I don't want to talk about, but for sure, um, but have some really 
like it's it genuinely surprised me mm-hmm. and i did not see any of of this coming um and, and i'm really shocked by that <laughs> well from what you've told me and me asking you questions about oh well it, would you recommend this as like first time person to the series playing this um it's on my my backlog i started making an actual <laughs> comprehensive cross-platform backlog because oh, i wow. had one for steam but now i'm making a larger one because there are some other games like on the switch that i wanted to play and and some that i've had on game pass for a while that i want to play so i'm starting a larger list so i can start chunking through the games that i really want to play and in doing that i've removed a whole bunch from my original <laughs> backlog because i'm like I don't really want to. It's like, you know, like I yeah. want to play like Red Dead Redemption 2, like because I've never played. I mean, I, I started it, but I never fully played the game. But mm-hmm. I've been meaning to play. I like tactical strategy games, yeah. but I've never played Fire Emblem before. Um, so I've been looking for an entry into the series because they all seem like <laughs> they have an asterisk to them. Yep. From what you've told me, you're like, yep. I know you'd like this, but... But... Yeah. yeah. So this is one that's definitely going on my backlog. Yeah. So this is by far the easiest to recommend as a first for the series. Partly because, like, Fire Emblem has a lot of traps. Um, Historically, it has a lot of (laughs) traps... Explain these traps. ...that you can fall into. Um, Like, for example, you always start um, with a... Or basically always start with a really powerful mounted unit who is kind of a a protector character um uh and they are a prestige class they are a a, like an advanced class when all of your other characters are basic classes and what you're a foot soldier with a with a dagger (laughs) yeah and then this guy is like a a paladin he's typically a paladin um on a horse with a big sword and also a lance um and you don't use that character. You mm-hmm. you should never use that character because they're powerful enough at that point that they get barely any experience from any of the enemies. Gotcha. And even when they do level up, uh, which takes a lot longer, uh, their stat growths are not typically as good. Gotcha. Um, and there's no XP share, right? Nope. So, yeah. and would you, because um, I know that like there, there was a big... Uh, I, I say this like a, like I'm an authority on it, but um, Three Houses was divisive among fan, amongst fans from what I heard. Yeah. Um, but some people were like, oh, this is a great like introductory to like the lore and to the gameplay style and everything like that. You would still recommend Engage over Three Houses? I, I would, um, partly, partly because like it's not like there is shared lore between these yeah. games. They're all different universes like Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. Um, and um well, are they because all the people are in engage yeah so those um there there is a little bit of like ooh interdimensional but it's like barely mentioned at all yeah. and and more so like they explicitly say it at one point like these people were never alive yeah um and then they are they are legends they are stories one of the twists uh, you're actually inside a computer and then it's Mega Man, like, what is it Mega Man Battle, Battle Network, Network. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a prelude to Mega Man <clears throat> Battle Network yeah that's the crossover i want to see i don't um yeah so so i i definitely recommend this um so it's it's harder harder to fuck up your your build Mm -hmm. um because there's a lot less that's irreversible now uh as well Mm -hmm. um i I could go into the 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 details of it but it it doesn't really matter you mean a tactical strategy game is deep (laughs) yeah right yeah it's it's very deep and like even that that character in this game vander um, is is useful for more than like Granta Size says in the chat, just soaking up damage. Um, uh, like he actually is not terrible. Uh, it's better if you use him sparingly, but his growth rate is fine. 
um, or instead of being completely trash like all the other uh, ones like him throughout the rest of the series. When mm -hmm. I started Path of Radiance, uh, I actually removed all the weapons from the inventory of that character <laughs> so that he would just sit there and tank hits and not hit back because he'd kill all the enemies too fast. Nice. Um, I have a question for you, Nick. Yep. Why is it that Fire Emblem fans will play these kinds of games with permadeath on and then just restart? Why not just play with the permadeath off? It's a functionally the same thing. Um, <clears throat> well, it's it's not, though, because it's, it's generating the perfect run. Um, but you're restarting, so you already fucked up. Yeah. And well. So, so th it's... It's the same as when I played Dishonored, um, I went through with no kills and no detections, and I had to restart a lot. But if you were to take the composite of my entire playthrough, it is the perfect right, the mm -hmm. perfect run. And so this is the same thing. Are there story reasons for it? Um, Do you get? I any? would imagine people so surviving. I, I can right? see. It. So this is just my my opinion, obviously, but I can see it on maybe Dishonored. There's achievements. Yep. There's no Nintendo achievements, so mm -hmm. you, unless there's a reason for it, I don't see the difference. Well, it, it so it it raises the stakes. It it changes the the loss condition from losing all your units to losing any of your units, and that makes it a lot more tense. Mm -hmm. Especially as these games have gotten easier, it's a way for people to manually adjust the difficulty okay. while still keeping the accessibility option of have being able to turn it off. Yeah, like I think about when Zach asked that question, I'm like, dude. I know. Wait, okay, maybe I don't know this for a fact, but mm -hmm. you played hardcore D3, right? No. Like I never did. Oh, okay. So that that's something that like I Zach doesn't that, those kinds of game modes don't appeal yeah, to me. Yeah. So the, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. The, there's there is a subset of people who are like that I mean they make entire game modes deva devoted to it yeah. and then there's communities like I think about um I just learned about this a couple weeks ago. Um the um they do it in Pokémon where it's like if somebody, it's like permadeath. Like oh, if you're oh, if your Pokemon if your po Pokemon faints, like yeah, you gotta Nuzlocke fucking kick it out. It. Yeah, yeah Nuzlocke. And yeah. you gotta capture the first thing, and then that's all you get. I, I like, tried that in Sword and Shield when I learned about it, and it was not fun to me. Yeah. I was like, this is not entertaining. Well, and that's the thing is like you can take this game and make it a different experience, especially for you know people who are are into it and play it. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we taught we were talking before the show about Death Stranding, and somebody joined the stream who had beaten the game like fourteen times since twenty nineteen. Uh, so so tw 24 because it was 14 times oh, 24 24 14 times on the prior version i think it came before out the director's cut yeah. and then and then 10 times on the director's cut and which is astronomical and they were just like yeah i love every i find something new every time that i play and i like do these types of runs it's like yeah cool man that's awesome yeah people people like to like find dark, their own challenge like dark souls with ddr pads uh-huh yeah. <laughs> you know or dk bongos or whatever yeah and, and so like to me i i play it that way as a way of raising the stakes where it for sure it causes me to need to be a lot more careful yeah um and and like uh i need to protect at all costs the squishy units rather than just well i guess i just don't get to use them until the the next battle um mm -hmm. now what if you don't restart uh that would be interesting and like grantisize is saying because that's how i would play i just let them die lol and that's that's how i that's how i used to play it's like, because you're weak <laughs> if he dies he dies you know yeah so sometimes sometimes so this is also a game with random chance in it mm -hmm. and so i'll 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 say 
I I also uh, after this was feeling like checking out some old Fire Emblem to compare, and so mm. I started playing uh, the Blazing Blade Fire Emblem Seven, the first one that came out here. Um, oh yeah, you were talking about that last time. Yeah, and uh, I went back to it, and I um, I did. Uh, something that I have never actually done before, which is playing through the second half of that game uh, from the perspective of Hector, the best friend of Elliewood, the like typical protagonist. Mm-hmm. So it's a little like side story sort of thing. Um, it's Ender's Shadow for for Fire Emblem. Okay, <laughs> great, cool. You're you, saying you these names, and I go, to, as long as you say it. Fire Emblem and then a name after it, I know it's something in the series. Yeah, right. great. Um, That's the context that I have. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, Hector's story is it's like a little bit different, a little bit harder than um, Elwood's, like than the standard version of the end of that game. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I had a mission where it was a good mission, it was solid all the way through, got to the end, did the correct choice of having Hector, the guy who can crack through armor, attack the armored general um, who is sitting at the, um, who is the boss sitting at the castle you need to seize. Um, And uh, the, he had full health and the general had a 1% chance to crit Mm -hmm. and he did and Hector died and that's that. And he's the protagonist so it's the end of the game. And so I had to restart the whole mission. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's because of things like that that I restart because yeah. sometimes bad stuff just happens. Mm-hmm. And it's about, to me, the fun is in managing the probabilities and making it so that's less likely to happen because yeah. you can't make it never happen. That's one thing that I really like about Tactics Ogre is they make it a mechanic because you can choose to load your save and like go back, like go back in time, uh-huh. or as a mechanic of the game, you can go back, but then it will have a, a like it'll have like a butterfly effect later. So like in an alternate timeline, something might happen, <laughs> and that might clash with the timeline that you're in. Ooh. So they actually make it a, a, a. So if you like tactical strategy RPGs, uh, I, Tactics Ogre uh, Reborn that just came out, or the original one, whatever, they both have that mechanic or where the, you can or like the re-release. Yeah, re- that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the fourth version. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> because like that, you describing yeah. that describes it because then you have a choice, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, do I go back and get the perfect run, or do I inject chaos, <laughs> right, <laughs> and see what chaos has to say? Because it's more than more stakes than just losing a character. It's like this might actually bite me in the ass later because of yeah. this like crazy time mechanic, but and that's interesting. I can respect it. Yeah. And, and so one of the other re- many, many myriad reasons that I would recommend engage over other earlier games in the series, uh, is that it has a mechanic built in, which also existed in fire emblem echoes, uh-huh. um, which is a rewind, like a Forza rewind. Like, oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and on, on certain difficulty levels, you get, restricted numbers of uses of it mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so like on hard which is like the normal difficulty um if if you're used to uh fire emblem games i'm so confused about difficulties nowadays but yeah. we can we can spin off right? into something but good but yeah so so on hard, hard is called spank me dead uh-huh yes as it <laughs> as it always should be <laughs> um uh but so on on hard the difficulty i played on um, you can do that 10 times per battle. Mm. Um, and if, uh, and so it, also the way that it rolls the probabilities, if you just do exactly the same thing, it's going to have exactly the same result. So you have to actually do something different, Which, even if it's a low chance to, for the bad thing to happen. 
Which difficulty like 3D prints out of your Nintendo Switch a binky that you can put in your mouth and oh, be protected yeah. from all? That's 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 the uh, that is the autopilot. You you don't even play the game. Um, <laughs> that's the mobile game auto like yeah. auto auto I, battle. I, I think so. I forget what the mode options are. There's a normal mode which is like relatively easy um uh comparatively and then there might even be a story mode for if you really just want to see the story and don't care about the tactics game gotcha. part of it. um and i like that those exist because accessibility options are great but i am gonna be the person to play um hard classic yeah which is the permadeath yeah um option and uh for sure and i had a lot of fun and um and so like i would also have missions that i've fucked up so badly that i had to use all 10 uses of the rewind crystal and uh had to restart the whole thing and mm. and i i learned from that and approached it differently from the very beginning and, mm. and beat it the next time and you didn't have to put your credit card in to get more rewind crystals yeah so. <laughs> oh my god i can only imagine. No, no, you, you, your credit card is to buy the gold which is used to buy the gems which are used oh, to buy the right. rewind coins but if you have microsoft points those are actually on the up and up so yeah. if you have microsoft points from back and you know, 2020. 20, yeah. Whatever. The, the, the exchange rate is, is good. <laughs> it is. Uh -huh. It's trailed off. I yep. just, it's uh, gone. I, I will, I will, uh, I don't want to monopolize the whole, the whole thing, but, uh, one last thing, there is a season pass and the main thing that it does is add more emblems. Um, and these are in addition to the emblems that you already have. So it's maybe a little bit pay to win because you can have access to more emblems than you would have before. Yeah. Um, but also it's really cool because they're cool characters like Hector. Hey. Everybody loves Hector. Everyone loves Hector. Yes. Uh, he, well, he's, he's Except great. for Zach. He's a dick. He's the, uh, he's the only nope. like protagonist through the whole series to use an ax primarily. Mm. They're, they're all just like blue haired boys with swords, but he's a, blue-haired man with an axe nice does he have a beard uh i don't think so boo well so here's here's the thing fire emblem 7 the blazing blade the one the first one we got here is a pre prequel to fire emblem 6 the binding blade which is the one with roy you've lost me and so hector <laughs> as he is as an old man in the binding blade has a beard you have so, me back. yes and no yes and no old okay. man yes young man no yeah, but but he is a big chonky boy who's very strong and brash and hard headed and like he's he's like Ike turned up to eleven, um, and it's really fun playing as him because he's nothing like who I would be if I were a prince. But yeah, anyway, that's my Fire Emblem time. I have monopolized too much of this time already. But check out Engage uh, and also if you're curious about any of the um, the games that show up as emblem rings you can check them out and uh, that's mm -hmm. uh, the final reason why i think it's a great place to start because if you like the characters that you uh, find yourselves yourself bonding with uh you can go back and play those games and check them out or just uh ask nick look at like I, actually ask him <laughs> ask, he's played nearly all of them and uh, -huh. uh has an affinity for this series so yep. definitely utilize resources i find that i enjoy that kind of stuff more like just knowing about it like especially if i don't want to play it like tell me about this thing and like yeah you know and like uh yeah like um 
Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the chat and Grantisize is as excited about Fire Emblem as I am. Um, you shut your mouth, Grantisize. Yeah, right. This is our show. <laughs> um, but he mentioned how cool it was to see characters from Sacred Stones, the second GBA game in, in the game. And uh, like the, the thing with that game is that you could choose between um, two characters who are twins and they have slightly different paths. Hmm. Um, and in uh, Engage... Uh, you can swap between the two and there is a defensive and an offensive version. Ah, um, so you got a menage a trois kind of situation going on with that ring. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And then when you engage, you get both benefits. Um, uh, and, and as a, as a really That's cute... cheating. <laughs> as a really cute nod that they don't tell you about. So the, the primary one, Erica, is a lady with a sword just on foot as every lord is. But the her brother is a cavalry guy um he's a, a centaur yeah right um he's a guy on a horse with a lance and so if you equip the ring to a cavalry yeah, man, man. unit you do more damage with his half of the, <laughs> the team up attack and it's really cool yeah. it's a cool little little, little bonus uh, this, this sounds like uh, x uh, so my analog mm-hmm. is uh monster hunter generations ultimate oh sure yeah right it's like Greatest hits, you get some new stuff, but really you get like kind of the best bits of all of the old games kind of wrapped up together that get you curious about other games, and then you can start to explore that. Could you call it a Monster Hunter hot dog? You Mm -hmm. could, Zach. You absolutely could. You could call it a Monster Hunter dog if you wanted to. Yeah. Except so, hot dogs take all the worst parts of other animal bits. The worst The parts. worst. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's move on to somebody else because I've been talking for too long. So we'll move out of uh, the Fire Emblem corner into the Tango corner. Ooh. No. Yep. Nope. Yep. I'm the host now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my eyes. Let's uh, let's do a dance with... Yeah, the... Zach, Zach's going to go. No. Yeah, I'm I'm not going. So Zach's going. Nick, back to you. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, fine, well, I, fine. Well, Hector is Zach, Zach, <laughs> Zach played uh, Hogwarts Legacy, and that's what he wants to talk about. Oh, uh, I did. I played some of it. I haven't played as much of it. Blah, blah, blah. Words, Words are hard. Yeah. I haven't played as much of it as I had hoped to. Um, but, but you did, I did you play did about play. eight hours or so. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. It's it's pretty good. I I'm playing it on PS5 and it runs really well i know that the pc um port had some performance issues from what i was reading i don't know if those have been fixed as of now or not but yeah uh, runs great on ps5 looks great um the combat is surprisingly fun i wasn't sure about it when i was watching the trailers if it Mm -hmm. would if it would be engaging or not and it's it's not super deep but it but it is Mm -hmm. Uh, it requires some timing and you have to pay attention and you can't just like mindlessly mash buttons or you're going to get just fucked up. But <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. Cause I, they've got different shields and like different uh, types of spells. Mm-hmm. So it's like a charm spell or like a levitation spell and it breaks hmm. the different types of shields and, and yep. there are combos, yeah. wow. which when my wife was playing, I was like, Oh, combos. Yeah. No, the enemies will have different colored shields that like Gary was saying, you have to use a corresponding type of spell to break their shield before you can actually damage them with a basic attack. And, and there's ways to combo it. Like Gary was saying with like, you could, you could um, levitate them. You could pull them towards you. You could do both of them, shoot yeah. them, do the other. So you can get some pretty good combos off. Um, and the, there are unblockable attacks. You have a mm-hmm. shield that you can put up that um, you have to time. There is a perfect block system as well. Yep. 
is this just a fighting game? <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, kind of. But I yeah. mean, kind of. There, there's um, you basically you get kind of like a like a Arkham Asylum Batman series like above your head that says Ooh. like, oh, there's an attack coming. Yeah, it's like a pentagram with yeah. a circle, yeah. and it like goes over and, your head. and it'll be fun. red if it's unblockable. So then you got to yeah. dodge out of the way. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. It's the combat's it more engaging than I expected it to be. Um, but what I'm really enjoying is just running around and exploring. There, the castle is huge. Yeah. And you can go pretty much anywhere that's not blocked by some sort of like a spell that you need. So yeah, that's, that's cool. the Metroidvania aspect of it is, oh, I need this spell to unlock this door to go further in. And and I think that's probably like the most important thing uh, to, to get right. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like growing up with this series before I knew anything about the writer, uh, I, uh, I just, I loved the um the fantasy of it and like wanted to visit that world and Mm -hmm. uh and that's like the thing that harry potter games have not really been able to do for ever yeah the harry potter games before (laughs) like i've played a number of them and they're all very linear um or quite different there was one that was just gears of war and that was strange oh really yeah it was was like deathly hallows part one i want to say maybe maybe part two and you just go around chest high walls and going yeah yeah (laughs) so it's really interesting interesting how different the games are like i remember playing like chamber of secrets on the original xbox it's like a like a sort of platformer style game it's like pretty pretty basic Mm -hmm. but then there's like on the gba there's like prisoner of azkaban is like a jrpg and it's like oh, yeah, actually it's really fun. I I played the GameCube uh, Quidditch game, which was yeah. not great. Quidditch there was World a Cup. Quidditch, Quidditch game? World Cup. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It, it's not good. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. But yeah, but I still played a lot of it. Yeah, this is definitely. I think at least out of the ones I've played, this is by far the best. Like mm. you know, blows all the others yeah. out of the water. But it, it's really fun. It's you know, um, I was curious how are they going to handle the sorting. Uh, at the beginning and it's you know you answer two questions and it just like very easy it, yeah, yeah it's like if you know anything about the world you can just like get what you want nice. but, but even but if, if you don't get what you want you can just say no nah, i don't want to be in that yeah, i want to be in this one you hit b and then <laughs> actually select the one that you want yeah. it, in wow. my mind i was thinking this is gonna i hope it was gonna be like um if you have played morrowind there's like 10 questions that they ask you at the start of that game that like determine a whole bunch of aspects of yeah. your character which is so cool and i was hoping it was gonna be something like that but two questions i, I mean but for it's the like, audience are you brave for yeah. the audience yeah you like exploring Ooh. okay yeah <laughs> for, cool. the, for the audience are yeah, you boring yeah i think it's i think it's like, <laughs> I, I, I think i think it uh i think the first question or like the first question is um uh, what are you looking for? And it's like, I'm excited to go to, I'm excited to go to class. And the second one is I'm excited to explore. And no matter which one you choose, cause my wife did class. Cause she's a nerd. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I chose explore because I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> and so I, I mean, I, magic class <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah. But, class you, but you're, you're already at school. You're going to get class. Okay. So I'm going to say explore. And they give you the same four choices that are like the, the, um, tenants of, you yeah. know, of the different houses. Yeah. So if it doesn't you, matter what you pick, really. If you are mildly familiar, you will know what you're going to get. Yeah, totally. and, and and so it's... But the thing that it did for me, really, is... So I read up to book five, and then I was like, I'm bored to fucking tears. <laughs> uh, sure. And my wife uh, is upset at me, uh, upset with me about that fact for, for many, many reasons. But well, I, I was just... I was in fifth grade... or No, I was like in 
middle school when the fifth book came out and I was just like, I'm so bored. I just can't read this anymore. Yeah. But, but I watched all the movies. I went with her and we've watched all of the terrible um, beast movies. Fantastic beasts. <laughs> I've only um, seen the first one. But uh, yeah, that's just stop. <laughs> that, that's what I've heard. <laughs> just that's why I stopped. Just stop. Just yeah. stop. Don't watch any of the yeah. other ones. Um, but this game, okay. When you get an emotional response out of me about a video game because of the video game, that usually means that they've done something well. Mm -hmm. And the amount that I just want to find a spell that kills ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Because because of who, Zach? Who do I want to kill? Oh, Peeves, dude. Fuck Peeves. Yeah. Fuck Peeves. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. Fuck Peeves. He is the worst. (laughs) He's not. <laughs> and then he's just he just like busts out of a wall everywhere. He's yeah. fucking everywhere. I mean, that's and the just point. Like, he's an asshole. I uh-huh. and I and it, it okay. So like he wasn't in the movies, so he must no. have died. Someone must have murdered him. So mm. so in in the books, I remember like reading and like the peeves, and I was like always like eye rolling, like uh. Even as a young child, I was like peeves. He's fucking annoying. Yep. And the fact that this video game got that response out of me as a thirty-two year old man, like I was like. Okay, they did it right. Like, yeah. Yeah. okay, he's, he's horrible. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. mad. Yeah, the Man. it's super fun to explore though. That's that's been my biggest takeaway is like the story itself is intriguing enough. Um, I don't think it's like mind blowingly good, but it's but I'm also early. Yeah, and it's it's interesting enough to keep me guessing. Like, I don't really know where it's going to go at this point. And but the thing they got right and the thing that I was that I've been enjoying the most is definitely just running around the castle collecting the the various collectibles that you can find uh which is how you gain experience you like Ooh. you do quests or you mm-hmm. collect these things called field pages and that's and you level up and that's how you gain experience so i've just been running around trying to find as many of those as i can solving yeah. the various just puzzles that are just around <laughs> that's so the, cool the math puzzles i'm not gonna say anything about the math puzzles but tally was like i'm trying to figure out these math puzzles i can't figure it out and i'm like i played enough video games that it's called trial and error and i yeah. just uh, <laughs> pro, pro tip for anyone playing them i can tell you where it's at but there is a sheet of paper that you can find that tells you how to solve it wow yeah but guess what it's instead of reading that piece of paper you can solve it in another way that's way faster <laughs> you can't you can just google <laughs> yes. it no 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 no, no not, even, not even go- not even googling it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're force. an IT guy. You understand brute force attacks. <laughs> it has two X's. Yeah. <laughs> it has two uh, variables. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> really, ba, 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 literally open. once you find the, the piece of paper, you're like, oh, that's easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spider means four. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, um, there's there's actually a fair amount of like environmental puzzles that you can find. Like I've ran into this one room and there's just these bells that had fallen off this tower and you have to figure out oh. how to reattach them. Unfortunately, you get nothing for it, and I spent 15 minutes doing that, so yeah. I was upset. But but that's so. Cool. But it was still it was still cool. But it's it, it, the environment is cool. I found myself not using fast. I mean, I've I've played it for probably I about also an hour not and a half. Using fast travel much. I, yeah. I use yeah. it if like if you do a main quest and you've done all the side quests and you go to one end of the school and yeah. then it's like now go to the front of the school. I'm like fuck you, and then I, and then I teleport. <laughs> but if it's like there's things on my way, yeah. I'll go through and I'll, and I'll yeah. do that. But I played it for about two hours because uh, my wife. Uh, was like you can't get farther than me, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I Not haven't allowed. I haven't been playing it as much, but I, I did I did play for a little bit. I will say my biggest complaint so far um, is, and it's it's like a minor complaint. Um, sometimes, not even always, but with, at least, um, I don't know if you've had this experience. Uh, you're playing mm-hmm. on Xbox, Xbox, yeah. yeah. So I'm on PS5, it's and perfect. 
<laughs> Sometimes when you go up to a door, there's a minor loading circle before the door opens. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. Sometimes. And like, it's not a big deal. So, but the first time I did it, I didn't see the loading circle. And I was like, what's happening? Why can't I open this door? <laughs> uh-huh. And like, that's something that you get unused to on the ps5 because yeah. most things have no loading at all yeah and that's, that's and like i said it's, it's it's a minor complaint but it's yeah. just like that's it, it i get it because they're loading the inside of the castle yep. all at once and then the outside of the castle right. which once you start getting out like i haven't been able to fly yet but i'm about two hours into it and i was like okay that's kind of especially if you're sprinting at mach 10 and then you hit a door and your character just goes exactly that's that was what caught me off guard the first time i'm like what's happening Uh, i I came out through this door why can't i go in yeah uh very minor complaint it's just Mm -hmm. like like you said nick it's something i'm not used to just you know in 2023 playing on modern consoles just like no loading times anymore but it's it's got such incredible detail yeah it's it's, the world is very filled it you know what it 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 invokes a lot of the same feelings i get from playing the witcher where it's like it feels real like yeah it, like people get are just milling about yep they're doing things it feels like this Having could be a random ass conversations that you like get pulled into you're like yeah. oh fuck okay yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on over here and it's like students at a school yeah <laughs> and you're like oh okay. that, that's the biggest um thing i noticed that i was like i'm i'm very impressed by how engaging the world is to do you know, I already mentioned the exploration, but just the the richness of the world and the detail and, yeah. and how much they you can tell that they, they took a lot of time just building it out. And, and it makes me really hopeful for whatever the next project is, because yeah. that team like, OK, yeah, maybe the subject matter is not is not for you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, controversy aside, even if you don't like 1800s witchery sure um, <laughs> you yeah. know whatever they're going to do next is going to be great and and i've said that the game that they did prior which was mad max is oh. fantastic you've been oh raving, it's those guys you've been raving about it to me for years I'm, and like i have it it's on my list i need to get dude, to it but yeah. it's seriously if you have not yet please wish list uh a mad max it's and pick it up when it's all the it's time. 10 bucks all the time it is amazing and if you have a steam deck it's verified yeah I it believe. is or at least playable and it it, works it's well. probably playable because it's like you got to put it in a name i hate that it's that yeah. you have an exclamation <laughs> point when it's like it invokes the keyboard i'm like fuck you you gotta like type shit sometimes <laughs> like <Right>. come on <laughs> i'm very upset oh. about it but yeah mad, mad max is good and you can definitely see that they were kind of like sort of not in their infancy because they did really really well with it but what they do before mad max do you know <laughs> I can't tell you. I, I, I want to say I want to probably give them more credit than than they're getting due, but mm-hmm. oh, God, I um, up still. <laughs> Avalanche. <laughs> oh yeah, I can. A- I'm already uh, looking it up. Yeah, Avalanche. The Mad Max. I had a, a friend tell me play Mad Max, play Mad Max, and he was already a big fan of Mad Max. Oh, I think Mad Max is okay, but the video game that came oh, out is awesome because it's like twisted metal mixed with Batman mixed sure with. Avalanche? Or they did a Mad Max? Did they not do Mad Max? Oh, shit. That was Monolith, wasn't it? Um, No. Uh, Not Monolith. Wait. I'm looking at their Wikipedia... You know what they did before Hogwarts Legacy? Huh. Uh, Was they were... uh, They did Disney Infinity. Yep. That was their thing. Oh, my God. That was their thing. And a bunch of... And a whole bunch of Disney licensed games. Okay, somebody tell me who did Mad Max so I can give them proper credit. one of your favorite games of all time, Dragon Ball Z Sagas. I haven't played it. I have two copies. It's so bad. It's so so bad. So, Zach, uh, I bought... (gasps) Um, sagas on PS2, and then Zach gave me uh, sagas on Xbox. So I own two copies oh, of that nice. fucking game. Please get this out of my house. Um, they also did the N64 port of MK Mythology Sub Zero. 
Oh God! One of the worst games. Oh no! That exists. Okay, so can you please tell me what they did do? They did do it. They did do Mad Max. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not on their Wikipedia page for some reason. Oh, there's two different Avalanche. There's Avalanche Studios Group, and then there's um, Avalanche Software. Oh, bullshit! So, yeah. I hate that. Avalanche Studios Group. Did okay, Mad Max. so I was right. Nobody right. can blame oh. <laughs> can blame me for oh. that. Weird. And they're both Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, so seriously, what the hell? if you have not, if Stop. you if you like action adventure <laughs> games and you're interested in Mad Max or you you like open world games, play Mad Max that came out the the video game that came out recently. Whoa, it's very good. Whoa, 2015. These, these people made Renegade Ops. That's awesome. Uh, that name sounds familiar. I cannot tell you what the game uh, is about. It's probably a shooter. They're they're also big. Their other big game is Just Cause. Mm-hmm. Oh really? There you yeah. go. Oh yeah. shit, that's why. Okay, Just um, Cause is an awesome sandbox game. Just, it's just fun to fuck around. I've never played oh, the story so of that good. game, but no. I, I loaded up the second one. <laughs> oh shit! I got a grappling like hook. Three hours, mm-hmm. just ran around, did a bunch of shit, and was like, all right, I got my fill of this game. I bought it for three dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the the moment you like stick someone with one end of a rope and then like a helicopter with the other and watch them fly up towards the helicopter oh it's the best yeah i need to i need to play the fourth one i've heard that that each one just gets better guys just cause 2 has like an official multiplayer mod that Mm -hmm. came out for it we should do this as one of our streams we should that'd be fun um, I, I will say also Renegade Ops is a really, really cool Xbox Live Arcade game. It's like a top-down oh. vehicular shooter. Okay. Um, twin stick, I think. It's really, really fun. I'd play that. Yep. I got nothing else on, on the Warts of Hogs. Warts so of let's hogs. now go to Tango Land. Yes. Tango, Tango. Finally. We're here. Not Tango. 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 Well, <laughs> well there, there are Tango, right? We're ready no, to dance. Not, uh, not no, in this game. No, that's um, that's their, their last one. Yeah. Ghostwire. So uh, I played and streamed. So if you want, if you don't want to play the game and you want to watch the second half of the game, I streamed it all last Saturday, <laughs> and it's on our. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. I need to export it out to yeah. there. But I want to play it and then watch it. Yeah. So um, it's it's Hi-Fi Rush. So um, Bethesda it's pronounced Hefi. Hefi. Hefi Rush. Hefi Rush. Oh man. <laughs> so Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, if you don't know anything about this game, it got surprised announced. Didn't even get leaked. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in development for a long ass time. It yeah. has. I'm yeah. so surprised that there were no leaks. So so Tango Software. Tango Gameworks. Tango Gameworks is headed by none other than Shinji Mikami. Uh huh. The grandfather. The father of uh, Resident Evil and uh, modern, yeah, Resident and, Evil, right? And no, oh, like no. of Resident Evil, and left Capcom because he was he was getting pigeonholed into horror games, and he's just like, I don't, I have more things than to do than just horror, and then it ended up being, and then, the, and then he made <laughs> the uh, evil, evil within, within. and evil within too. Great. So um, Shinji Mikami <laughs> is the is the game director of this game, which I didn't realize until the end credits when it said game director Shinji Mikami, and I was like, oh, oh. fuck, oh that's right. Yeah. Um, so so I do want to just clarify, you're both kind of right. Nick was saying modern Resident Evil. He did he came he did Resident Evil one. Yeah. Came back to direct the remake and right. then did four. Okay, cool. So he didn't do he two did and the three and Veronica and he did all the best ones. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Did, all, he did all the good ones. I just wanted to just clarify Yeah, because they were like two, because I think that that's why he left originally, because they were like, we want to do two. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to do something I else. Did, I did Resident Evil. <laughs> I don't need to do Resident Evil again. Yeah. So um, the Xbox had their had their direct. every Developer com- direct. It was really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we talked about it, but it was a cool concept. I hope they do more. And so like at the near the end, they were like, Hey, here's this interview with Shinji Mikami and 
the other dude, jo- I Jonathan. I don't know. Jonathan Franks. <laughs> I, I don't know. Some guy. I'm guessing. Cool. If it's Jonathan, I want some a white prize. dude with a beard. Um, right, great. Uh, which I'm sure he he gets a lot of credit. But yeah. Uh, so well, they they said in that trailer that it was his project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it's. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. I'm it, trying to think of how to... John Johannes. John, John so Johannes. You were so close. Uh, there you go. Um, Is John, John Trofer Johannes, Jonathan? You made an amazing game. Um, so so anyway, Hi-Fi Rush, it got surprised, announced, and released the same, same day, day as the Direct. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and it's a cell-shaded slash anime um, it looks action really cool. game. Yeah. And the the key to it is it's it's an action rhythm game. So the best analog that I've been able to give people is like if you took Metal some Slinger. Of the, yeah, yeah, Metal <laughs> Hellslinger or um uh huh. BPM, which is a it's a first person shooter and if you shoot to the rhythm then you yeah. get bonuses and stuff like that. Um and Devil May Cry because it's very much like an action game like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, um, mm. where you have all of these different combos, you get whatever the currency is of that world. And then when you go to your shop, you unlock more combos. So instead of doing X, 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 Y, you do X, Y, X, X. And that gives you a different combo, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Yeah. Like, um, devil may cry has always been largely about the music tonally. And it's very cool that this is about the Mm. music mechanically, mechanically too. The music is integral, not only to the story, but to the gameplay. So you, whenever you attack, you always attack on beat. So if you're just sitting there mashing the attack button, no matter how fast you mash mm-hmm. it, your the character animation will always attack on the beat. Yeah. But if you actually press the button in time with the beat, you get little music notes next to your head. And depending on the button that you're pressing, you get another musical instrument. So Ooh. like X or so like light attack is like is like crowd vocals like they go, hey. And then <laughs> Y is like <laughs> Y is like your heavy attack and it plays like a chord. Right. Um as you get other abilities in the game because i don't want to spoil this because it's, it's a short game uh, i say short it's about 10 hours nine to ten hours sure um you get other abilities that bring in different instruments into it and combat becomes like this musical composition um that you are making as you're playing the game uh. and so there are enemies that like you have to destroy shields and so there's a mechanic that comes in later that destroys shields and it has like a certain rhythm or beat to it or a certain mm. instrument and then oh there's this different type of physical shield so you need this other ability to do it so mm-hmm. in devil may cry where you get like 90 weapons by the end of the game you're still the same dude but every weapon that you're attacking with has a musical cue as well as a physical cue you know that you see happen on the screen which is amazing and they've got like the only band i can think of right now is nine inch nails but it's nine inch nails um Uh, the prodigy or prodigy was in there uh the black keys is listed the black keys is in there and i can't remember who does the final song which i don't want to spoil but oh my god on the stream it was the perfect time i was like i know this song I know this song and uh, it was invaders must die by prodigy. Uh, and it was just at the perfect time and you're fighting to this song. It is your soundtrack and you're building on it as you're hitting these buttons and, and going through, it's got a whole bunch of mechanics where this is in the first like minute of the game. So it's not a spoiler, but your guy who, uh, uh, your arm is like broken or, or mm-hmm. you can't use your arm and you go into this uh, cybernetics program called uh, Project Armstrong, where this <laughs> right this this company is replacing people's arms with robot arms, right? Cool. But everything needs Sign a power source, and what ends up happening is 
he puts all of his belongings away, but he's like super into music and he forgets that his like little iPod player is sitting there. So when he gets like the robot arm on, he's like on this assembly line and he gets stamped. The music player gets stamped into his chest. So the music player is actually um, what, what uh, powers his robot arm. (laughs) And what they gave him was a trash collecting arm. (laughs) So he dispenses this like magnetic stick out of his arm and it collects gears. And in his mind, He's a rock star now because he's like got this robot arm. So he shapes it into a flying V guitar. Uh, and that's what you're attacking with uh, is like this guitar. But what's crazy is the entire world, because of this premise, bobs to the beat of the music that you're in. So every level that you play has a different background track that's original by Tango Gameworks. And each one, the instruments change a little bit. And, and so you're playing through and you get the usual sights of like, okay, I'm beating up robots, getting to the next boss to be able to continue the game. But the game has like a different feel, um, uh, uh, audio wise as you go through and you play. And it's just, it's absolutely incredible. The writing is excellent. The characters, oh my God, when you guys play cinnamon, the robots, the best character. Cinnamon the robot's the best character. I'm very excited. It's a robot who he he uh, talks very plainly, and he's like a psychology analysis robot. So he like tells people the truth because he's a robot. Nice, right? But his maker is like, you need to have expressions. But he's a robot. He just has like a static face. So he has a dry erase marker in one hand and a squeegee in the other hand, and he draws expressions on his face. Oh, so it's just like. And then he'll have like giant anime eyes or he'll like wipe it and then he'll be like angry and he'll have like the little like the little like anger symbol or whatever. Right. I love that. And then like when he's like being badass, he draws aviators and he's like. Amazing. Um, But yeah, Cinnamon the Robot's the best character in that game. But uh, it's play this game. Play this game. It's It's on on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. It's also 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Steam. It's on. Mm -hmm. It's also on Steam. I think it's 30. Actually, Uh, I'm pretty sure it could be. I it, thought it was 39. So, it could so be 29. either way, if you play it via Game Pass, um, play it via Game Pass, um, I'm probably going to actually, excuse me, buy a copy of this game because I want to support Tango Gameworks um, and the work that they did because it's honestly one of my favorite games I've ever played. Wow. It's And, and then after you finish the game, it gives you reason to go back, not in the, not just in the story to do like, or not just in like, do challenge modes to try to beat this boss faster or get all the achievements, but like, there's actually a reason to go back and play, and there's a, there's a story canon reason for going back and doing the level select, which is hilarious. That's great. Um, I, you, I love when that happens. Yeah, so it's it 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 won my heart. It's an amazing game. Um, I think that you should, if you have Game Pass, please give it a, a shake. If you like games like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, Ninja Gaiden, um, you'll you'll love it. If you love music. It, yeah. you'll just you'll fall in love with this game it was amazing i i'm it's probably going to be one of those ones where i play it probably nearly every year yeah it's it's cool it also steam deck verified so it checks both the boxes it's on go. game pass it's steam deck verified yeah so we're going to talk about it the the art style the audio the story the characters yeah it's just it's a 10 out of 10 in every single aspect. Wow. There was nothing that annoyed me about the game wow. where I was like, like I, I died at the end boss. Oh. And that was like the first time that I could die. And I was like, OK, I'm rushing sure. this. I'm like too excited uh, about what's going on. You're you know, high-fi it, rushing it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was high-fi rushing <laughs> it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is definitely on my on my game of the year. Wow. For this year. I mean, we're only in February, but yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm pretty sure Engage is going to be my game of the year and it's only February. So we're mm-hmm. we're, we're getting in there. Um, I, I learned that this game existed because I uh, saw a post from the voice actor who plays Chai, the main character, oh, Robbie Damon. So, so good. He is amazing. Um, he uh, also voices ha- the English voice of Happy Chaos in Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, excellent. That's, yep. Yeah, okay. Which is perfect. Um, he was also on early episodes of Critical Role Season 3. Um, he's really, really good there. Um yeah, he's he seems like a cool dude and yeah. Yeah. There's um I don't know why I can't remember her name and it sucks cuz she's like one of the main but I I I want to know who plays the um cuz if I say her name it it kind of spoils stuff but she's like oh. the main girl she's like the main the the main girl sidekick that's with him. Um I think uh, I think Erica Lindbeck is the name of the voice actor because it's the first female voice that uh, comes up. And what's the first name of that character? Uh, uh, Pepper. Pepper. Peppermint. Peppermint. Yes, Peppermint. Whoever plays Peppermint, okay. her voice was so familiar, and the the the, the, the entire cast Hold does on. an amazing job. She's done a zillion things. We have chai, yeah. peppermint, and cinnamon. Yeah, uh, chai, peppermint, cinnamon, drinks. macaron, um, uh, sweets. Uh, there's also kale, um, which I, I want to. Can I, <laughs> I, I told Zach this. <laughs> so the main bad guy's name is Kale with a K, and one of the lines in the game is, "Hey, Kale, we've got beef." Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, that's great. That's amazing." Funny. Um, um, but yeah, they're they're all like spices or drinks. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, so Erica Lindbeck has done a zillion animes. It, yeah. um, she has also voiced Black Cat in Insomniac Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. She's she, in that. She's of. also Cassie Cage in MK11. Uh, which is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't play a lot of MK. Uh, yeah, I, I like Cassie Cage a lot. Um she is um, uh, at least in the animated series Catalina in Grand Blue Fantasy, so possibly also oh, in Versus. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. Oh, she's Ritsuko in the Netflix redub of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Nope. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, she's uh, Futaba in uh, Persona Five. Okay, I'm I'm losing you. Huh? It's fine. <laughs> She's it's just, it's just, it just started like MKA. And, and like, then it goes know. down. I don't know. There. I don't know. But Hi-Fi Rush, um, check it out. Uh, I I would hi- highly, highly, highly recommend it, especially if you like action games. Uh, it's it's amazing. And I think Nine Inch Nails has like two tracks in there, oh, which I was cool. like, what? Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's, it's excellent. What do you think it costs to hire a Nine Inch Nails to make a track for your game? Like an original or for a movie? An original? I don't think that much. I guess Nine Inch I Nails the, doesn't make the movie well, soundtracks Trent, Trent Reznor does, but. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I wonder what, what. I think it depends on the project. I think something like this, it's like cutting them a deal because it's really cool. Like. Yeah. The, how many different things that they inject into this game how many <laughs> how many references there are to like pop culture and all kinds of just different different things um because if i start saying them, it's just going to spoil the experience but just play the game yeah. I, I highly recommend playing the game <laughs> um 
So uh, I'll, I'll I'll say so. There's a few a few more things I want to say that Erica Lindbeck's been in. She was in Fire Emblem Engage because she has voiced Celica, the star of um, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, okay. in all of those um, all of the best, times that's existed. Best known as the worst Toyota Supra. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> truly. Uh, and then she's uh, also in. Um, uh, a she co-stars in Exandria Unlimited Kaimal, um, a critical role uh, miniseries with Robbie Damon. There you go. So good stuff. That would make sense. I mean, that there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, critical role is just like a who's who of Los voice Angeles actors. voice actors. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's all I've got to say on that. It's <sighs> it's amazing. Play it. Um, I think I'm going to do that tonight when I go home. Yeah. Play it. It's great. And now that you just talked a whole bunch. Yeah. Pick news for this week. So go ahead. Um, hey. Real quick thing that I got to sneak in because it happened. Um, Evo 2023 got announced uh, August 4th through the 6th, Mandalay Bay. Um, so uh, really, 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 really excited. Uh, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 is yeah. one of the main games. Yeah, what, what the hell? Can, can you rattle off of the main games? If you know um, off top uh, Guilty Gear Strive, uh, Melty Blood Type Lumina, uh, MK11 Ultimate. Uh, KOF 15, Street Fighter 6, and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters. How can I forget? Well, I forgot it because they announced at last Evo that they're putting rollback in the game and then have had no updates in over six months now. So, Uh, Did you say Tekken 7? I didn't say Tekken 7. Great. So those are the two that I Garrett doesn't care about Tekken. (laughs) Like, I wish I could care about Tekken, but there's too much legacy skill in that to to learn it. Yeah, Tekken Tekken has only added and not subtracted anything from the game ever. Correct. Um, Which, yeah, no. no, uh, Cool to watch. I don't want to learn it. I mean, KOF has a lot of legacy skill to it, and I, I, but it's not so much that I don't enjoy playing it, at least. Tekken 7 is like, there are like 300 moves for the, each of these characters, and I just can't. I, I just can't. One character has 13 stances, oh. and then there's like a flow chart about how you get to what stance and what oh, optimal thing. No. It, it's crazy. Is that... Um, Leeway or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the thing that's important to me about this is that it is Street Fighter 6. Yeah, um, not 5. So, yeah, so this is also important to um, uh, to Chip because it means no Dan. Um, yeah. But Sorry, I'm buddy. so psyched. I didn't see anybody play Dan in, yeah. in, no, in any of the matches Dan. that we played, or that we played, that we watched. Um, um, so, but yeah. I mean, he, he was like broken for a little bit and then got nerfed and was yeah. okay. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm so excited for this. I mean, we've talked about how jazzed we all are for, we too at least are mm. for Street Fighter Six. Yeah, um, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it has no Dan, but it does have Jamie, so it does. That's, that's better. Yeah, and DJ, DJ's back. DJ, yeah, DJ um, actually looks fun for once. But my my real my real news thing, um, which uh, it's going to be super brief, oh, we're yeah. coming up to the end. But um, no big three at E3. Um, so Cat Bailey from IGN has yeah. reported this, and the reason that I uh, want to say Cat Bailey is because Cat Bailey has not been getting um, the recognition for it because every uh, every other gaming news or just like even MSP, NBC and CNN have been reporting on this. have just been copying and pasting Cat oh. uh, Bailey's work oh. from IGN. So Cat Bailey had an insider source that was like, 
nope, Xbox, Sony, Nintendo are not going to be at A3. They're not going to have floor presence. They're not doing um, any presentations that are affiliated with E3. So what I imagine that they're going to do is they're going to have some type of showcase that's outside. They've always, they, in the last couple of years, they've done something that's been outside of the, um, outside of the E3 venue and kind of separating themselves from that. Because now they can just, with Nintendo, Nintendo broke the mold with the Direct, and now you've got Sony State of Play, and then Xbox devs, all right? Yeah. I, I will say that I'm not surprised. I don't no. think, well, let me rephrase. I'm not surprised they're not doing presentations, no <laughs> stage floor, or no floor presences. That's a little bit surprising, but I guess not. I mean, not, because they're having their own, like, we're going to rent out this yeah. big-ass right. theater and do it mm-hmm. here. I mean... Everyone knows how memeable the Keanu thing. Like as soon yeah. as the Cyberpunk Keanu thing happened, there was no chance that Xbox was ever going to go to E3 ever again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll say this news surprised me, uh, but it surprised me that E3 is still happening because <laughs> yeah, I don't. And it's run by the people doing packs. Y- yeah, which, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I think I've said my piece about packs and the declining state of it in recent times. Um, so yeah, knowing that it's it extra doesn't surprise me that they were not able to secure any yeah. <laughs> any of the big uh, big folks. But yeah, like uh, I think we've talked about this before, but there's really like no reason to uh, tie yourself to a big organization like that and pay the fees that they're probably asking because you can mm-hmm. just like like Nintendo does literally just like tape a live stream in your corporate offices and show it and people will watch it. Like dude, it's, the latest one that's. I can't remember the exact number, but it was like millions and millions of yeah. views. It was yeah. cool. like those things draw people to them and <laughs> people, you don't have to pay much to do it. People no. are psyched about Pikmin 4. Yeah. Pikmin 4 looks dope. It does look dope. I So I could never play the Pikmin games very much because I was always uh, too sad when my Pikmin died. <laughs> and so I didn't want to like throw them into battle. I, I played the first one and went, that's enough. Uh, like I didn't need to play yeah, subsequent they ones. because get better. I, they mm-hmm. get the same. Oh, they get the same. They get the better. They it's a it's a linear progression. There's just more Olimars. There's mm-hmm. more Olimar clones. One is short and chubby, and one is tall and skinny. And oh, it's Mario now. But they go to different places and have different weird monsters to fight and different. Bottle they, caps they go to, to different people's backyards. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Garrett's <laughs> a noted Pikmin hater. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think they're too cute to kill. So I just I just want all the Pikmin. You got plush. all three sides of the coin. You got ultra ultra mega fan. Dresses up as Olimar to go to bed. Uh, yeah, Olimar tries, main and tries, Smash. Yeah, exactly. Tries to grow Pikmin in his backyard. <laughs> I don't try. Succeed. Yeah. You just need the right kind of fertilizer. You have real Pikmin, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Those are real seeds. <laughs> Those are real sprouts. <laughs> Come on, my guy. <laughs> well, I, I, so uh, back to the news. I think mm-hmm. the... You don't want to talk about like your Pikmin I said, anymore? <laughs> like I said, it's unsurprising. The The fact that Sony hasn't been there in a couple years yeah. Yeah. at all. Nintendo, I think, has had like a floor presence, but no conference. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then Xbox has, has, I think, done a presentation. I don't know about a floor presence, but it's I been... I think they've all done floor. They haven't done presentations. Yeah. In any scenario, like you can tell they've been slowly phasing it out. They. Mm-hmm. And they're doing more and more with their own presentations. They're more yeah. frequent. They're more polished. And in the case of like Xbox, they now because the Xbox now has two. They've got their their developer direct, which the one they did mm-hmm. in January was the first time they ever did that. But mm-hmm. what did they what did they call their other one? Um, 
Hmm. They just their regular news announcement thing. I can't remember huh. what they call yeah. it. But it has a name, but there was like in, indie. Uh, there was like Xbox indie. Oh yeah, something I don't know. But I think that this is um, this is a direct reflection of. I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's my. I don't think it's my. I don't think that it's like Ga- games showcase. Okay. Game showcase. Sure. I don't think that it's a. It's a reflection of like. Come on, Grandpa, get with the times. Do this direct marketing kind of stuff. I think it's a direct reflection of what happened from the pandemic. Um, sure. Because, I mean, you, you look at... I've been in uh, quite a few major cities over the last six months, and it's like they're ghost towns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so driving traffic into a city um, where most of the stuff that was there that would like would draw people in is not there any longer. Um, people are more wary about being around each other, even though, you know, even as things progress and our knowledge progresses, I think it's just, uh, it's just not a, um, it's not a priority to them, which I think is good because I'll go on a a little tiny, tiny side rant. But (laughs) when, when I worked at Best Buy and you, when you they were like never stop somebody from stealing because it's not worth your life yeah right that was the thing that they always told you as you were an associate even working security they were like it's not worth your life like that macbook that dude running out with the macbook is not worth your life yeah don't don't do it because you never know because you never because you never know when you could get injured and you can get hurt yeah i worked in retail too and in the electronics department same exact thing it was like yeah don't don't stop them um try to dissuade them but if they're gonna do it they're gonna do it and that's kind of the end of that. And so the whole like voting with your dollar and looking at like from the business perspective of like how cheap it is for us to do our own like really cool thing where we have eyeballs on us rather than having to share a piece of the pie with a whole bunch of other people. It just makes business sense. Also, there's just not the traffic driving people to those areas anymore. Yeah. And and being pre-recorded gives you so much more control. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where, like, you're not going to have stage fuck-ups yeah. and um, random, like, we- weird stuff. Like, if something comes out awkward, like giant enemy crab, <laughs> you you can just cut it. You yeah. can re-record it. It's fine. Right. Um, and, and, like, that's that's been arguably to the detriment of the film industry is, like, CGI has given directors so much control over things that they don't even make decisions anymore until like post-production yeah they're just like uh sure we'll film on a green screen and figure it out later yeah um and and so like you get that to such an extreme degree by not having live shows um well i don't think it's just the aspect of live show because like nintendo is the the only one that's doing like even on day of around this e3 event they don't have a stage presence they've never done that but sony and and microsoft have both still to this day done stage yeah. Like, even through the pandemic, we're like, here's this like stage event that they have. But but yeah, and that that also like causes them to be screaming over each other and trying to yeah. fight for attention. Where if you just like wait a few weeks yeah. and wait for the the commotion to die down from whatever other stuff, then mm-hmm. you don't have to have the best thing uh of any publisher to be the hot topic of the week. Yeah. Because you're the new thing that week, not yeah. You don't have to be the best thing. Well, like the back to the Keanu meme, what, what was it that he said? Like somebody's like, you're beautiful. And he's like, Yo, you're beautiful. Uh, what, breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Yeah, you're breathtaking. Cause, cause you're breathtaking. It, it's an achievement in uh, <laughs> cyberpunk yeah. in, in the game, I think, for like getting a certain uh, relationship level with Johnny. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's like that was definitely an afterthought because it came out before the game, like way before the game came out, and it was like, yeah, you're oh, yeah. breathtaking. That's definitely, yeah, super, super duper a mm-hmm. reference, but I, I yeah. loved it. Um, yeah. So oh. one one downside to this, which I heard about on a podcast I was listening to, is this is terrible for game journalists because oh, yeah. instead of now having a week of crunch, they're now like stretched into two months of crunch while they while all uh-huh. these different conferences come through and they have to cover everything. So, but hopefully they're not rushing to do all of it at once. Depends, like, depends how close they are together. Yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot to cover. Because they're going to have to cover whatever remnants of E3 happen anyway. Yeah. Plus all these yeah. other now separate conferences. And and I I feel I feel bad, but also at the same time. So this is one of the the worst things. So I've seen a lot of people and personalities quit from games journalism and that kind of thing because they're just like, you're constantly under crunch. Crunch. You're doing these things, and then your bosses are telling you like you're lucky to be doing this in the game industry. Yeah. And the thing is, is okay. Yeah you know what that sucks to be told like whatever industry that you're going to be in but like gaming like it it's it's like a hop it's a hobby thing and like yeah. while you don't want anybody to be like pushed to do those things the only thing that's going to stop that is the industry as a whole yeah not not everybody can be jason schreier who is like literally a journalist <laughs> uh, it's incredible well that and, he does and what interviews he does. people and like knows all the, yeah yeah it's crazy yeah like like J- jason schreier and patrick klepik are like two of a kind there's there are very few people who are actually doing the work like they do and um yeah and and like to some extent there shouldn't have to be that many people like putting in that kind of kind of uh work if there's anything i like about the the rise of like influencer culture and like comparatively low effort uh content it's that like easily obtainable bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed um oh my god uh but i i i appreciate that it's let folks like jeff gersman and the nextlander folks like split off and not feel the need to be tied to a big company that will make them cover these things they can cover what they want and trust that their audience will just watch whatever they cover yeah. um and so like they'll they'll do talkovers of these directs but like they don't feel the need to like giant bomb even like being a big part of a big company didn't feel the need to go to E3 for like three or four Mm -hmm. years before it didn't happen anymore. Um, uh, That's, that's not true actually, because they did go to some things. I think they maybe did uh, the game developers conference because the thing that they did was take advantage of all of these cool people from the industry being in the same place at once and just did mass interviews. Um, That's some of my favorite content i'm getting Same. on a tangent here but no no, no but like, I, I get it yeah giant giant bombs couch interviews with groups of people who are like developers from the industry or uh journalists from the industry uh or or even like so like every year uh jeff gersman would have a one-on-one interview with phil spencer during those like mm-hmm. late night after show e3 talks and that was incredible and like that Th- that alone, I think, did so much for Xbox's, like, cultural cachet of, like, caring about gamers. And it was, like, this one-on-one interview with this guy who earnestly cares about people, like, customer satisfaction. And, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I, I, there, talking about this, there are things that I miss about E3, but yeah. 
and it's sad that it can't exist anymore, but it really can't exist anymore. Yeah, not not in its current state, not until it gets something that is a little bit more. And I think that I think it will come back in a couple of years because we're still in the not only like the economic, but like productivity. Um, we're coming back out of the lull from from what happened with you know there's a lot of opportunities that happen with remote work and comfortability and workers rights and that kind of stuff but i feel like there's still there's still we're still on an upward trajectory where things need to recover to get back to that point especially in the games industry because so many projects have been delayed and it's like we've been working on this for six years and essentially (laughs) we had a two almost a two-year time void and then things are projects are being unpaused and things are being funded and you know, the zeitgeist is going in a different direction. So they've got to fund these different projects. So yeah, like, I, like I just leg- don't think the quantity is there anymore to justify a stage and show presence. Yeah. Like it logistics take time to sort out. And like when every company had to completely rearrange their workplace logistics like that, yeah, that takes some stuff out of it. And I think, I think you're right that like before too long, th- those, those gaps, those lulls will have passed. Like, we we've had a little while of games just not existing uh like they're especially in like 2021 i want to say that was the time when like things that were pretty close to being done when the pandemic hit and could be finished easily had been finished and been put out and now we're seeing the gap where the things that couldn't be started happened and so i think we're i think you're right that we're probably coming up on a time when we've sorted all those things out and now games are able to come out again and like be made again at the same efficiency that they were before or at least something close to it yeah definitely yeah i hope so um but yeah interesting interesting to see the cultural shift and i don't know there's stuff i miss about e3 but also it kind of has a lot of ill effects too such as journalist crunch because <laughs> like having all of these things overlap is uh miserable for especially for like whoever is low on the totem pole and it has to go like do the the shit assignments of talking hey, to the developers that nobody cares about all three of us sitting here have done multiple black fridays oh oh you know? yeah and yeah that that's a that's a different for them it's a different crunch it's like i think that yeah people go through that and people who come out of that and are able to grapple with that and make the decision of I'm going to continue doing this or I'm not going to is because somewhere they have some sort of passion for it, whether it be professional and you want to continue to put out, um, uh, a certain level of content or it's, um, a personal thing. Like I've set this goal, I've set this thing. I, I want to achieve it. Yeah. Um, no matter what your situation might be, um, you know, you're, you're out there and you're doing it and this, that's yeah. your time to shine. That's your, that's your, that's your Super Bowl. That's your, uh-huh. uh, that's your, uh, what's the F1 cup. Oh, uh, uh <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, so what, that's your world series. I was only, Mon- the, you Mon- know, so Monaco would be the thing, but that's kind of a bad example because Monaco is a shitty race that is hard to, that, that is like not very interesting, but it's, it's still held up as, right. as the, the glitziest, glamorous, like if you win Monaco, you really got it made. Um, to do what, what I'm trying to get at is the things that you want to achieve at the highest level yeah. are going to come with difficulty and are going to come with a certain amount of bad things. But that's also what equally makes them so great. Yeah. And I think that... And satisfying yeah. is the thing. Is mm-hmm. like, I there's... 
<laughs> Black Friday can be miserable to work in retail, but also there's that satisfaction of like, hey, we did it. Like yeah. the 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 early morning rush is gone. We've served like 200 customers in an hour and a half, and we did it. Yeah, it it worked. So yeah, pound, pound another monster and get back to it. You got another 12 hour <laughs> shift on your back. Yeah, goddamn it. Well, let's hearing, go. What I'm hearing, Garrett, is you liked Black Friday because you hate Thanksgiving and love capitalism. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> well, no, so, I didn't have I didn't have Thanksgiving with my family for like 10 years. So, yeah, yeah. It's same. <laughs> um, I I had it bad also um my my particular job had me uh always needing to work on the day after christmas because i was changing signs and tags as sales changed and uh sales would always change after christmas uh and you don't say and if you don't know the day after christmas is my birthday and so (laughs) for the last like six or seven years i have not been able to like I have had to work starting at midnight on my birthday every single year. Uh, and so like last year was the first time I didn't have to do that. And oh, it was amazing. So good stuff. Yay, corporate take, stores. Take care of yourself, retail workers. We see you. We understand your struggle. <laughs> and with that, we are out of time. Yes, that's true. We must vacate the premises before uh, Garrett's wife gets mad at us again. That's true. That anyway. <laughs> just that, kidding no. it's that, a joke. that was that was only the that was time, the one that, time we went, we went we went like two and a half hours it was way too long yeah it was, it was too long even it was way us. too long we're three minutes over ah. anyway well we started one minute late so it's fine there we go i drank two, two of those beers and would have drank a third but give me a one word review that's not good <laughs> spicy Ooh, nick tart tart i'm gonna go with chunky because at chunky. the end there were bits in it that's true yeah it is it is made with uh with grapefruit i i came to like it because i kind of got used to the sourness and that sort of sharp flavor as you get deeper into both the intoxication and getting used to the flavor is like garrett said unique and exciting i finished the first two faster than anything that i think i've finished <laughs> and i was like damn i was like yeah and then and then it got to ten, and then it got to uh hi-fi rush and then i just didn't stop talking so right the word vomit didn't yeah. have a time didn't have a time you can't it, you can't put stuff in when stuff's coming out <laughs> not with that attitude uh-huh. <laughs> that's just physics well if you don't already as i mentioned give us a follow on all the stuff at called podcast everywhere twitch facebook instagram twitch youtube uh twitter do we still have a twitter we do we do zach doesn't we do i i don't anymore zach doesn't anymore but but we do for now yes thanks for joining us goodbye goodbye twitter